This is Think Out Loud on OPB. I'm Dave Miller. At 100 years old, the Portland Youth Philharmonic is the oldest youth orchestra in the country. In the early 1920s, Mary V. Dodge, a young classically trained violinist and teacher, conceived of what would become the Portland Junior Symphony. It formed in earnest after she convinced a renowned Russian conductor to take on the students she was teaching in her attic. The Oregon Historical Society is opening an exhibit on the PYP next month. Joining us now to talk about the group's 100 years are musical director David Hatner, principal flutist Macy Gong, who's a senior at the Oregon Episcopal School, and former PYP trumpeter Tim McCarthy, who now plays with the National Symphony Orchestra in Washington, D.C. Welcome to all three of you. Great to be here. So, David Thanks Hatner, I, I mentioned the short version uh, of the, this august history in the intro just now, but can you tell us more about the founding of the Portland Philharmonic? Who was Mary V. Dodge? Mary Dodge was really an orphan who learned to play the violin in an orphanage, and she married a man who moved her to Harney County around 1910, and having very little else to do with being really a very primitive environment, she managed to get a bunch of string instruments sent to Burns, and she taught the local children to play and raised them to such a level that the local businessmen, mostly ranchers, decided to send them on a little tour of Oregon. So they came to Salem and they came to Portland, and these young children played and were uh, embraced by the city and written about. And when she herself moved back to Portland, she became a teacher at the Irvington School, started a strings program there, had private students, and gradually this orchestra, advanced orchestra, I think she called it, began to rehearse at her house. And she dreamed that there should be a symphony orchestra of young people, something that, at least in this part of the country, no one had ever heard of. But there needed to be a conductor to do it. At the time, of course, women were not conductors. They weren't even playing string instruments in symphony orchestras for the most part. And into town came a Russian immigrant named Jacques Gershkovich. Exactly how he got to Portland, we're not sure. We know that he came to San Francisco uh, as a refugee from Tokyo, where there had been a terrible earthquake in 1923. And despite his very limited English, she convinced him to hear this orchestra in her attic, and he agreed that he would take on the project of forming a symphony orchestra, which he did, and he was the conductor until 1953. A long time. We'll get to that that the question of tenure in just a second. But let's listen to uh, an early recording because um, you share with us some wonderful things, including some radio broadcasts. This is an introduction to a PYP concert that was broadcast on November 21st, 1936. The Junior Symphony Orchestra of Portland, Oregon, an organization of more than 100 junior artists whose ranges in age are from 7 to 20 years, in concert under the direction of Jacques Gershkovich, internationally known conductor. Under the capable direction of Mr. Gershkovich, the Portland Junior Symphony has won an enviable reputation extending far beyond the boundaries of its city and state, and even beyond the borders of the nation. And here, in its home city of Portland... The great civic auditorium has seen capacity crowds assemble to hear this truly talented group of youngsters. What have you heard about Jacques Gershkovich? Well, I've caught, had the opportunity to talk to quite a few alumni who worked with him. He was an extraordinary musician and technician as a conductor, first of all. He had been trained at the Imperial Conservatory of St. Petersburg, in other words, before the revolution. And 
he never developed a functional command of the English language, but he had the m- most forceful personality. Everyone felt compelled to do their best. This was the presence. era w- where conductors would were very, very demanding, I imagine. Well, that hasn't necessarily changed so much. But I guess his, I just mean harsh in the way they were well, demanding. Yes. It, he had a temper uh, that was uh, titanic in huh. nature. And uh, storms came uh, rather furiously. Um, but within a few seconds, it was, as, as far as he was concerned, it, was, it never happened. It, had, it would pass. Uh, but yes, he would uh, step off the podium and walk right up to someone and call them, you know, terrible boy, and th- <laughs> you know, with the few words that he that he had, and then he would go back and continue continue working. Sometimes he could be extraordinarily patient, um, but uh, listening to the few recordings we have, it, he was a miracle worker. Huh. What he was able to do in that era uh, with those young people to raise them to such a standard that the national radio broadcasts were willing to put the orchestra on the on the air regularly for decades. It's huh. extraordinary. Let's have a listen to uh, one of the performances that, um, that he conducted that was recorded. This is Rimsky-Korsakov's Russian Easter Festival Overture performed on April 21st, 1951. Gong, I mentioned that you are the, the principal flutist now for the Portland Youth Film Philharmonic. You've been with the group with one of the ensembles for six years now. Is that right? Um, so this is my fifth year in the Philharmonic Orchestra. And before that, I spent one year each in the wind ensemble in the conservatory orchestra. So seven years total. Do you remember the first time you played with the full Portland Youth Philharmonic Orchestra, sort of, which I gather to be the so the most senior ensemble? Yeah. Um, the first time I played with them was probably during our summer social that at the start of that season, and we were rehearsing the Amy Beach Symphony. Um, I remember just being really impressed by all the musici- musicians around me because I was still in middle school at the time, and everyone around me was in high school, and they had been in the orchestra for a long time, so I felt a little intimidated, but also... I just felt like really honored to be able to play with them. When did you start playing a musical instrument? Um, I started playing the flute when I was five years old. Why the flute? Honestly, I didn't make that choice. Um, My parents kind of just placed it into my hands and were like, okay, you're going to take lessons now. But I'm really glad that it was the flute because I really enjoy playing it. And I think it's the instrument that was meant for me. How how do you figure that out? I mean, as you said, it, you didn't choose it; it was chosen for you. But it seems like you're you're saying you feel like your parents made the right choice. Why? Yeah, um, I feel like flute is like not as widely played as a lot of other instruments, like string instruments. So it kind of has more opportunities for myself to like shine and not have to 
live under like the stress of competing with other people. Like with string instruments, there's just so much competition and like people are playing at such high levels that it's, I feel like it can get hard to fully enjoy playing the instrument. Mm. But I think flute has a really good balance of, um, there's a lot of people who are very skilled and talented in it, but also it's not overly competitive or like aggressive. Like I think the flute community is really tightly knit and I have a lot of flute friends from just all across the country. How have you met them? Um, I've done a couple of summer programs across the country. So in 2020, I was a part of the National Youth Orchestra, and that was online. So I had to make a lot of connections with people from all across the country, like over Zoom, which was kind of hard at first. But I think I still built a lot of deep connections. And Hmm. then the summer after sophomore year, um, I attended the Boston University Tanglewood Institute, um, and I did the flute workshop there, and that was in person, and that was just a really, really great experience. I got to meet around 12 other flutists from everywhere, I guess, and we got really close. We learned a lot from each other, and we're still in contact. That's a a famous annual summer festival in Western Massachusetts in in a beautiful place with a lot of of great musicians from around the world, including young ones, as, as you're describing. Tim McCarthy, what about you? How did you become a trumpeter? Well, I started on piano, I guess, when I was six years old, which was really helpful because I learned how to read music and um, developed like a really good ear um, for, for music and being able to play things by ear. And then... I remember in fifth grade in Vancouver Public Schools, we did a trimester of weekly music class on clarinet, on violin, and on trumpet. So we got to try, you know, kind of one instrument from each group. And I liked the trumpet the most. Um, But my uncle was also a professional trumpet player. He played in the Air Force Academy jazz band, the Falconers. so he he was always an influence on me, and we actually found an old home video from when I was probably three years old. The Air Force Band was on tour, and we were visiting my uncle at his hotel. And so I'm being, you know, a crazy high-energy three-year-old running around the hotel room, and he pulls his trumpet out and starts playing Oh, When the Saints, and I just froze and was just mesmerized by the trumpet. So it might be more deep-rooted to my childhood, but I remember in fifth grade um, deciding that, you know, for band in sixth grade, I would play trumpet. Hmm. What about the switch to classical music? I mean, was that a part of your childhood? No, I really didn't grow up listening to much music at all of any genre, um, especially not classical. And so I just played trumpet, you know, in my, in my public school band program. Uh, my first experience with playing in an orchestra was I did a summer festival similar to the ones that Macy did. I did, I did a festival called the Lutheran Summer Music Academy out in Minnesota. And, um, that was the first time I was ever put in an orchestra, up until that point, I thought orchestra was strings only because the way they do it in middle school, band is all the winds and brass and percussion instruments and orchestra is just a string orchestra. So I just didn't even know that there could be trumpets in an orchestra or what a symphonic orchestra was. 
And it was extremely um, life-changing because we played Tchaikovsky's Fifth Symphony and Verdi Nabucco Overture, um, both of which were just like incredible pieces of music. And I had never heard that kind of music played by that ensemble before. And I just fell in love. That was after my sophomore year of high school. And that was when I knew that I wanted to play in a symphony orchestra. Like that was, it just blew me away. The the fifth symphony of Tchaikovsky is just some of the most beautiful repertoire um, that we have. So, you know, you um, called it life changing and it, it doesn't seem like that was an exaggeration. You were a, a young boy. You experienced that and you wanted to, and, and it sort of turned into your life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it really was because I I had decided, you know, I, I quote unquote decided in middle school that I wanted to play trumpet professionally, but I didn't really understand what that meant or what different kinds of opportunity, opportunities there were. Um, and so then when I came across the symphony orchestra and playing this great um, romantic era Russian rep, it was just like, oh, wow, this is specifically, this specifically is what I want to play hmm. um, for the rest of my life. And I've been very lucky to get to continue doing that so far. <laughs> what was your experience like with Portland Youth Philharmonic? I mean, I had a, I had a great experience with POIP. Um, I, since I didn't even know what an orchestra was until I went to that summer festival, which would have been, I guess, 2008 after my sophomore year. Um, when I, my first experience with the orchestra, I was like, oh, wow, I want to be able to do this all year because it was a month long summer festival. I was like, I need to find somewhere that I can play in an orchestra back home and did some research and found the PYP organization. Um, so signed up as soon as, as soon as I could for auditions. Um, unfortunately had missed the cutoff for the, for the um, Philharmonic auditions, but was able to audition and join uh, Piwi, which is the youth wind ensemble, played some awesome rep with the wind ensemble as well. Um, and then, was able to join the Philharmonic my senior year of high school. If you're just tuning in, we're talking right now about the Portland Youth Philharmonic, PYP. It's marking its 100th anniversary this year, making it the oldest youth orchestra in the country. Tim McCarthy played trumpet with uh, PYP from 2008 to 2010. Macy Gong, I should say Tim McCarthy, is currently playing uh, as a trumpeter with the National Symphony Orchestra in Washington, D.C. Macy Gong is principal flutist with the PYP now. She's a senior at Oregon Episcopal School. And David Hatner is a musical director of the Portland Youth Philharmonic. David, you arrived here in 2008 why did you want to be at the helm of a, a youth orchestra like this? That's how I grew up. I went to a summer camp at a place called Interlochen. Many people have heard of it in northern Michigan, not so far from where I grew up in Ohio. And I also attended it for my last three years of high school. So I understood. And what were you playing? I was a clarinetist and and still am. Uh, and I had a similar experience to a lot of people in that uh, I was taken by the art form, trying to understand my way around the craft. I majored in clarinet in college and became a professional clarinetist uh, living in New York City. And um, at some point, 
conducting came along, and I studied at the Aspen Academy for a couple of summers in the mid-2000s, and I needed to find a, a job, which is not so easy to do. And I started very late uh, as a conductor. Most people are starting in their early 20s, and I was already in my mid and becoming late 30s. And I always knew I wanted to work with a youth orchestra, but it, you know, the, the way it worked, I was just applying to every job there was and you know, going flying here to audition, flying there, doing this concert. And uh, one of the things I was doing at the time was playing first clarinet in the Cascade Festival of Music, which was up in Bend. And Murray Sidland, one of my Aspen teachers, was the conductor. And in 2007, I had already applied for the position, and I was asking my colleagues in the orchestra about what's PYP. And they're, oh, you have you have to get that. that like, that's a great opportunity. What an orchestra! You know, they are they are really really good. You'll be very impressed. And uh, so when I came to audition, I conducted them, and then I was very impressed. It's an extremely impressive organization, and uh, it didn't take me long to say yes when they offered me the position because opportunities to become a music director where you can write your own programs, do any music you want, and also the character of the members of the orchestra, even amongst youth orchestra musicians, seemed uniquely high. Uh, the idealism that the musicians bring to their work is extraordinary. The organization was founded with ex with extraordinary ideals and ambition and that has changed so little. It's huh. a, it's remarkable how similar I think people would find a rehearsal of PYP to ones from the the old days when conductors were maybe a little more tyrannical even than I am. But as you said, and, and I appreciated your <clears throat> your correction when I said they were demanding then, you're saying you are demanding now, you just probably hopefully don't say you are terrible to, to, to your musicians, but how do you, what are you trying to get out of your musicians? What's the What's the goal? This has evolved in my thinking, but the goal is to develop th their full intellectual potential. I now describe PYP, everyone knows it's an orchestra, everyone knows it's a very good orchestra. I think it's the best college preparatory program that we have in this area. And I don't mean for music college, I mean for regular intellectual academic study. Because as I see the musicians progress through the different levels of our program, the different ensembles, I see their capacity for deep focus and concentration develop to a level that few others outside of music can experience. And they have to do it as a team. Uh, in order for a 40 plus minute symphony to function, everyone has to have some of the same thought process throughout this very long course of time. Even in uh, ancient times, 40 minutes is a long time for any person to concentrate, but we have short attention spans now. So this is the antidote to that. So I really feel like the, the being demanding about every detail of every moment of the music is really an analog for what's going to bring them success when they need to do a four-year degree and something that's very demanding, which most of our musicians are, are going to be doing. Very few of them will pursue music the way Tim has. Um, if they choose to, this is probably the best place for them to be also. But it's really the best place for anyone who wants to go to college hmm. uh, to study. Macy, you brought your flute with you, which I'm very grateful for. Um, do you mind playing us something? Yeah, of course. What is it? Um, I'll be playing Syrinx by WC.
thank you. I was Macy Gong, principal flutist with the Portland Youth Philharmonic, playing a part of Syrinx by Debussy. So you, you heard your music director, your conductor, David Hatner, talking about what he wants from his musicians and what he thinks they get from being a part of PYP. What do you think you've gotten from these many years with the different ensembles? Yeah, um, I agree with Mr. Hatner that this is just really good college prep and just preparatory for the future and what's to come because I think that orchestra takes a really good mixture of individual preparation and also collaboration to be successful. So there's obviously, um, we're all held very accountable for our own parts and preparing our parts for each week's rehearsal. But then coming to rehearsal, it turns, it transitions from into less of like an individual standpoint, but more as listening to other people and figuring out how your part goes along with everyone else. So I think there's just it is very demanding, and there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, on my own part. But then coming to rehearsal and playing with others is both rewarding and also challenging. But um, I always like hearing the progression as rehearsals going go on during a concert cycle. And the final product is always something I'm really proud of. And it's always fun to see how far we come from the very first rehearsal um, of the season with like a full, like a new orchestra with different members and members who have left. But hmm. yeah. Tim McCarthy, I understand that, that you've come back uh, to play in the PYP's concert at Christmas. What's that like? Yeah, it's a really cool tradition that I don't know how long PYP has been and doing uh but the day after christmas they have a concert that features an alumni orchestra so a full symphony orchestra made up of pyp alumni who come home over christmas to visit family visit friends and we get together and rehearse and perform a short overture or something at the beginning of the program and then it features each of the pyp ensembles for also short um short programs, like maybe 10 to 20 minutes with each ensemble. So you get to kind of hear where the organization is at every year and you get to see friends from when you were in PYP, meet new people who used, who were other PYP alums, either from before or after your time there. Um, and so it's, it's always, it's just a really fun tradition and it's, it's great to get to come back and, uh, I don't know, just hear just hear how great the orchestra is sounding. I'm I'm always blown away by the string section of PYP. It just I mean, even from the young strings ensemble up, it just is mind blowing how high a level they're performing at at such young age. And uh yeah, so it's I think I've only missed one concert at Christmas since I graduated high school in 2010. So I, it says I'm something pretty about sure your desire to come back. Huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it's a, I don't know. It's really great. I try and come home to see my family and then I also get to get to perform and, and see Mr. Hadner and see some of the other um, musicians, oftentimes people from when I was in PYP back in high school. Um, and so, yeah. 
That's Mace, really cool. Mace, we're going to go out with one more recording in just a second. It's one that, that you were a part of just five months ago in May. The first time I've been told that the Portland Youth Philharmonic played Beethoven's Ninth Symphony, this was with the Portland Symphonic Choir, which seems just like a huge mountain of sound. What was it like to be in the middle of that creation? Yeah, that was just a really incredible experience. I'd never played um, a symphony that involved anything other than just like your usual instruments. And we didn't actually rehearse with the choir until a few weeks before the performance. So the first time they came and they started singing, I was like surprised. I like stopped playing. I didn't know that they were supposed to be be there. Like I didn't know there was another part to it. Um, and on stage, it was just so like it was a really fun experience hearing the choir above and behind us and then also having the soloists in front. Um, it was kind of cool to be like collaborating with them, I guess, like not just like instruments, but like voices. And yeah, like you said, it was a mountain of sound. It was just really big and it was amazing. Macy Gong, Tim McCarthy and David Hatner, thanks very much. Thanks for having us, Dave. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Macy Gong is a principal flutist with the Portland Youth Philharmonic Orchestra. Tim McCarthy is a former trumpeter with PYP. He's now playing with the National Symphony Orchestra in Washington, D.C. And David Hatner is the musical director of the Portland Youth Philharmonic. Thanks very much for tuning in to Think Out Loud on OPB and KLCC. I'm Dave Miller. We'll be back tomorrow. supported by Steve and Jan Oliva, the Rose E. Tucker Charitable Trust, Ray and Marilyn Johnson, and the Susan Hammer Fund of the Oregon Community Foundation.